friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. And I'm recording this between Christmas and New Year. Uh, so this is my New Year's uh, podcast. And it's going to drop just days before New Year, but it's going to have a real New Year's theme to it. Uh, this week's podcast is going to be a how to start your year well. And traditionally, people have taken out uh, New Year's resolutions. And it's a way of just, I guess, making a promise to yourself that this is what you want to achieve in this next year. Some of us sometimes don't know what we want to do as a New Year's resolution. And, and in some ways, that's been affecting the number of people who take up New Year's resolutions. So often you ask people, have you got one this year? And they go, well, I don't know really what to do. So here, friends, I'm going to give you top 10 things that you could do this year uh, as a New Year's resolution to just ignite your faith and to make sure that 2020 is a year where you firmly place God right in the centre of it. So friends, welcome to our New Year's episode of Making Disciples. Gosh, friends, this episode is going to be really simple. Gosh, where did that come from? I don't think I've, I've used that in a long time. Well, uh, here are kind of 10, top 10 ideas, I guess, uh, that I'd love to invite you to maybe take one of them and give it a go, or take a couple of them and give them a go. Or you might want to say, right, I'm going to do all of these top 10 things that you could do this year that would really make sure that you're putting your faith at the centre uh, of 2020. There's a, there's a danger that God becomes a hobby, a little bit on the edge of uh, our lives. And therefore, uh, because God is on the edge, he doesn't have the influence uh, on our lives that really he wants and really what we should be wanting for our lives. So what I'm going to do is give you some tips here for 2020 of things that you could maybe implement or do uh, that would really help you make sure that God is right at the heart uh, of your new year. So here we go. I'm going to go uh, from 10 uh, down to uh, one. Uh, and they are in, in in any kind of particular order, really. But number 10, I would say is this. Commit to ch going to a church regularly. Commit to a church. Um, th the reason we commit to a church and commit to a family is church is not about you getting everything you can uh, from that community. Uh, church is also about what you give to that community. And I would love to say every Sunday be in church. Make it your priority to be in church. Don't have excuses for not being there. Uh, sometimes what we can do is we can say, well, I go to church unless something better comes along, unless another great idea comes along or something with my hobby comes along. Friends, commit regularly to being in church. When I say being in church, I also mean get there early, stick around at the end. Get there early so you can be a part of one of the serving roles. It might be welcoming or doing the hoovering. Stick around at the end. You can do the washing up. Be a part of this community. Don't just come consume and, and go away, but be somebody who is actually giving into this community as well as you take away. So number 10 will be commit regularly to be a part of a church community. Friends, I want to even call that be a part of a family church, be a part of a family where you're a part of it. Uh, number nine, I would say start a daily reading habit. Whatever you want this to look like, just start a habit. Now, if you are at the beginning of starting a Bible reading habit in, in your day, 
I would say small. Start with just a paragraph and kind of go from there. Less is more, uh, particularly if you allow yourself to kind of digest it. But if you are somebody that you know that really you should be reading more and you could be reading more regularly of the Bible and really engaging with it, then I can't more highly recommend uh, Nicky Gumbel's new book, Bible in a Year. It is outstanding. It's such a good book to help us uh, read the Bible every day. So that's Nicky Gumbel. And Nicky uh, was a part of the team that, that started the Alpha course. So it's, re- it's a really engaging book. It's a real simple book. But for those of us that know we can do more than just read a paragraph, then that might be uh, something for you to look at for 2020. Um, But start a daily reading habit. Every day, reading something uh, from the Bible and allowing it to shape and transform you. As you do this, you'll notice that it changes the way that you think, the way that you behave and the way that you act, the way that you engage with other people. Uh, If you are filling yourself, filling your soul with good soul food, then your soul will be well. If you are consuming TV and movies and books, uh, cheap magazines, it is not going to make you well. And that's not saying don't watch movies and don't listen to music, not at all. But you've got to make sure that your primary uh, thing that you're consuming from is healthy food. Uh, So make sure you start a daily uh, reading habit. Uh, Number eight, uh, I'd say pray for five people every day. Uh, every day, uh, one um, for each finger on your on your right hand, or if you're left-handed, on your left hand, um, give a name to each of those fingers, and every day pray for it. Now, it might be if you've got children, you put your children in there. If you're married, you might put your spouse in there. If you're in a long-term relationship, you might put them in there. Uh, it might be your mum and dad that you might add in there. It might be a neighbour or a really close friend that you want to be praying for. But every day, why not commit to praying for five people, uh, whoever they are? And really my inspiration is, uh, from this is, uh, so Aaron, in the Old Testament, we're told he had these 12 gems and stones on his breastplate. And every time he went into the presence of God, he went with his 12 stones and each stone represented one of the tribes, God's tribes. So as he went into God's presence, he was carrying those tribes with him. Imagine every time you go to church and you raise your hand in worship, it's like you are raising those five individuals up to God. I love that idea that every time we get into God's presence, we raise our hand up. We do so by lifting these five individuals that we're praying for up into God's presence. And it might be when you're praying, you hold your hands out in front of you and each of those fingers represents an individual that you are holding before God. So why don't you pray for five people every day, be it your kids, wife, husband, long-term partner, um, parents, a friend, name five people and pray for them. And then we have number six, pray for someone to come to faith. Love to invite you to do this. Uh, Inside my Bible, I've just got a list of names of people that I'm praying for. And you could choose one or two people that you want to pray for every day that they may come to faith or refine faith or somebody that you know that is really struggling with faith. And this is this is different to praying for the five individuals. This is about praying for people that you know to come to realize that they are deeply loved by God. So why not 
open up your Bible and at the front just write a list of names. It might be one name, it might be two names, it might be three names. But committing this year of 2020 to pray for someone to come to faith. Um, so that's uh, that was number seven, actually. Then number six, join a weekly small group. Why not in 2020 join a small group of people who read the Bible together uh, each week? Most churches would call these maybe a Bible study group or a, a small group or a cell group or a connect group. Join a church and then join one of their small groups. The reason for this is, yes, it gives you a place where you can actually read the Bible with others, but it also gives you support uh, in what's going on in your life. And, and church is too big very often to be able to support. Your church leaders are too busy trying to support everybody to support everybody super well. So a small group is really good for giving you a little community where they can really hold you and you can hold others. Uh, so I'd love to encourage you to join uh, a, a weekly small group and make that maybe a place where you can be honest and vulnerable uh, with others. Which kind of connects really into my number five. My number five would be a, a little a little kind of idea is why not start or join a prayer triplet? So number five, start or join a prayer triplet. What is a prayer triplet? So uh, for a long time, I was a part of a tri prayer triplet and it was a, it was a group of five guys and we'd meet together every week and we would pray together for each other. And we'd take time. Say if we had an hour we were committing to, then we would take 20 minutes praying for each other. So we'd say, what's going on with you this week? What can we pray for? And then you'd pray for each other. Uh, a different way of doing it would be to simply pray with each other for 10 minutes and then take the rest of the time to pray for other things and other issues uh, that are going on. But a prayer triplet is a real intense space and a real high commitment to a group of people uh, who are going to be praying for you daily as well as you praying for them daily. Prayer triplets, it doesn't need to be a triplet. Uh, it could be a, a prayer two or a prayer four, whatever they're called. Uh, but the idea of a prayer triplet is to have high commitment to two other individuals every week or every two weeks uh, to, to pray with them. It might be that every week is too much or every two weeks is too much. But can you imagine if you met with two other individuals once a month or twice a month to pray with over a year, 12 times or 24 times you guys meet together and pray for each other. What could happen in each of your lives if you were making that commitment to praying with each other? So uh, a prayer triplet could be a superb place uh, to, to start. So that's 10 down to four. Number four, read an awesome book. I'd love to encourage you this year to make a commitment to read an awesome book. There is some amazing British, UK writers out there that are just outstanding. And I'd love to encourage you, why not take out a book this year and read one book? It might be that you're a bit more of a reader and you read regularly and you could say that you're going to read a book a term or a book a month. So on my Facebook feed at the moment, I've got a number of friends who are saying recommend uh, fiction books to me to read. I want to read a fiction book every month and people are throwing in books uh, and giving little ideas and now they've got a list of 12 books they're going to read one, one a month. Friends, why you, you could do something similar uh, but for your faith. 
taking you know i can't more highly recommend what if we knew what god knows about us by chris rogers that's a great book other books you know pete greg has released a number of books uh, recently but his book on prayer is just outstanding and his follow-up to red moon rising is is just a wonderful book as well dirty glory so i can't more highly recommend pete greg and next week is an interview with pete greg so you'll kind of hear a little bit more about that kathy madavan uh, Digging for uh, Diamonds is an, is an excellent book as well. Uh, so, friends, there are lots of books out there that you could uh, go on to Eden.com uh, and have a little search around, get yourself a book to read. Um, and it gives you something else to think about and to inspire. So many of us want to grow in our faith, but we don't know where to start. And it might be if you do want to read more of the Bible and be inspired more by the Bible, then, you know, why not get hold of one of Tom Wright's little commentaries uh, there? You know, it's Matthew for everyone or Mark for everyone. They're like little commentaries on the books of the Bible. Uh, so you might uh, want to get hold of one of those books, but get an awesome book and read it at your pace. Take your time to read it and allow it to shape you uh, and, and transform you over uh, the coming year. I've been reading a book recently. It's a real simple book. It's a book called Five Things to Pray for Your City. Prayers that change things for your city, community and culture. It's by a guy called Pete Nichols and Helen Thorne. And the introduction is by Tim Keller. And I'm loving it. It's just a real simple book on a five things to pray for for your city. Uh, and I'm finding that very inspiring, uh, certainly. So that might be something for you. So we're down to number three out of ten. Um, why not offer hospitality, uh, make a commitment over 2020 to uh, invite someone over for dinner? Practice hospitality, it says in Romans 12. Why not invite once a month, either a Friday night or a Saturday night, a couple of people that you know uh, around for dinner? Open up your home uh, just to have others uh, there and in your life. Uh, there are so many of us that feel lonely. And, uh, you know, it says in the in the Bible that God wants to put us in families. That's a proverb that you would read. So why not open up your home and practice hospitality or offer hospitality? And why not do it to somebody that is not going to invite you back for dinner? Invite you invite someone around that is never going to invite you back to their house. And invite them around and give them the best meal that you can offer. And as you do that, what you're doing is you're practicing the kingdom of God, because that is exactly what God is like with us. He opens up his table and invites us to come and eat with him, making space for us in his kingdom. Why don't you do the same, opening up your mini kingdom? You're opening up your table to invite others in. So uh, number three, practice hospitality. Number two out of ten, why not... 2020 make a commitment to fast fasting is uh, a way of retreating to advance and it's a way of saying god i want to see breakthrough in my life so i'm going to spend some time rather than eating and drinking i'm going to spend some time praying fasting is not about trying to twist god's arm okay if you think fasting is about twisting god's arm to get something out of god that you haven't got at the road at the moment that is a misunderstanding of what uh, fasting is fasting is about taking time to withhold something from your body so that you can then commit that time to praying to God and handing something to God. It's a way of saying, God, 
I really want you to take this thing I'm praying for seriously because I'm taking it seriously because I'm taking extra time to pray. And it might be something around health issues, a relationship. You might want to see breakthrough in a particular area of your life or a family member's life. And it's a little bit like leveling up. There's one level of prayer, but then there's fasting that goes to another level of, of prayer. Fasting is like leveling up and saying, God, I really want to take this seriously and I want to see breakthrough in it. Would you give me breakthrough as I pray and fast uh, for this? So number two out of ten. Why not take some time to fast this year? And it might be that you want to do it in Lent, that season up to Easter. It might be that you want to take a retreat day of some description of fast on it. It might be that you'll re- maybe fast once uh, a month. Um, think about when you fast because you don't want to be fasting the day before you're going to run a marathon. You don't want to be fasting the day before you've got a big uh, presentation to do at work or you've got a big thing to deal with. Think about when you fast and maybe put it in your diary and say that is going to be a fasting day and that day I'm going to make sure I pray for something I want to see God's breakthrough in. So number 10 was commit to church regularly. Nine was about your reading habits and how you engage with the Bible daily. Uh, Eight was about praying for five and other people. Uh, Seven was about uh, praying for someone to come to faith. Six was about joining a regular small group. Five was about joining or starting a prayer triplet. Four was about reading an awesome book. Three was about offering hospitality. Two uh, was about fasting. And number one, I would just say this. Why not in 2020 book yourself in to take a retreat day or a retreat week? We cannot just keep going and going and going. We have to take time to retreat like Jesus does up into the mountains to pray. And I think what we do very often is we think we're working hard and therefore we need a holiday. So we book ourselves a holiday, we go to the beach and it's lovely. We get the sunshine, we get the sand between our toes. uh, You get to enjoy yourself with friends. But it's not the same as taking a retreat or a retreat week. On holiday, you don't necessarily place God right in the centre of that time. When you go abroad, you get your sunshine. And what's the centre of that? those seven days or two weeks, whatever you take, is uh, placing relaxation in the, in the centre of your life. But what, what a retreat day does or a retreat week is it places God right in the centre of it. So a retreat day would be booking yourself into a place that's quiet, where you can go and spend some time with God. A retreat week. A retreat week looks like something like spring harvest, at Easter, or new wine in the summer, or HTB's focus in the summer. There's lots of these conferences that happen during the week. And a conference is not meant to be a place for you to do more and get more and more busy. Uh, sometimes people approach these conferences with the wrong kind of perspective. They they treat them as if it's a, a space to go and consume as much as they can. A retreat week like Spring Harvest or New Wine or Focus is actually about taking time out to step back and to allow God to speak into your life. As you have people pray for you, as you take in teaching. And it, when you go to these things, friends, you don't have to go to everything. In fact, I would say don't go to everything because a lot of these conferences now are giving you the talks at the end of the week on a USB stick to take home and listen to. What a great idea. Go to less while you're there 
bring the USB stick home where you can get the teaching during the year, but take the time to really listen to God and say, God, what do you want to say to me this week? So friends, this is my uh, 10 New Year's resolutions ideas that you could do uh, that would really place God in the center of 2020. And what I would say is maybe one of those will just jump out at you as you think, yeah, actually, I quite like that idea. I've never done that before. I could commit to that in 2020. Uh, Or you could take two or three of those ideas and implement them over the year. You might say, I'm going to start this and I'm going to do that one. I'm going to do this one as well. Um, But pick one or maybe two or three. Now, if you're super like, yes, this is it. The 2020 is the year that I really dive into what God has for me. Yeah, you might want to do more of them. And you might be a crazy person who does all 10. It might be that you're already doing six of them. So you'd say, well, I'm going to do the other four and make 2020 the year that I implement all of these disciplines. Uh, But friends, please do think about what you do, because a key part of your discipleship is about the intentionality. How intentional are you at growing in your faith? Because there's a danger that if we don't become intentional, other things will try to disciple us. And what, what I'm trying to do here is give you some ideas to for you to take responsibility in 2020 for the growth of your own faith. It's nobody else's responsibility for the growth of your faith and the development of your spiritual disciplines. It's your responsibility. Uh, so here's just 10 ideas. Uh, take one of them, take two of them, but make them a part of 2020 and then just see what happens over the year as you invest into that relationship with God and then God is able to invest back into you. So friends, there we go. A little special edition of Making Disciples, the podcast. In 2020, we will continue to drop our weekly podcast. The next couple of weeks, we've got Pete Gregg uh, with us talking about prayer, which I'm super excited about. Got to record this back in November, uh, end of October, and it was so good. We've cut it up into two, uh, two different weeks. Uh, because he, he's just so brilliant. So we've got that coming up in the next few weeks. But friends, uh, thank you for being a part of the Making Disciples community. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for uh, listening in. And gosh, friends, let's let's see what God has to do with us in, in 2020. It's going to be exciting to see what God wants to do. So friends, until next time, grace and peace.